0: hey there if you like this episode of trek off you're going to love Alexia joining me on the pop off podcast where we talk about the x-men movies coming up to x-men first class give us a listen at popoffpodcast.com you can get all the podcasts trek off podcast pop off podcast you can get the hot mess with phil stamper you can get the suck cast you can get ninjas versus you all at endlightpodcast.com. it's the whole network or you can search epn on itunes and subscribe there please subscribe to the podcast and check out alexia and me talking about x-men first class now trek off it's time for trek off insert funny line here welcome to trek off this is justin
1: this is alexia
0: and we have someone else here with us today who's this hello this is paul sieber paul sieber why are you here I'm involved with
2: Star Trek fan films, in particular, Star Trek Phase 2. Star Trek Phase 2. Yeah, but but
1: why are you here? Uh,
2: Good question. No, actually. (laughs) Uh, We just had a new episode of our series premiere this month, uh, Star Trek Phase 2, Enemy Starfleet, in which I played the uh, main guest star opposite Ms. Barbara Luna.
0: So let's uh, let's jump into it. First of all, um, we know Paul from I met Paul in Ninjas vs. Vampires. Major uh, Domo. Major Domo. So if you've seen the film, uh, then you know who he is. And if you haven't seen the film, then you damned well better go out and buy the film at Ninjas dot com. Um, and that's where we met uh, indeed. And Paul has his uh, is sort of plugged into everybody's project everywhere always. Um, <laughs> you like, could say that. You
1: make him sound like a circuit. Just well, saying.
0: Well, just like every or a whore. Every
1: or a whore.
0: Yes. Um, although the whore is the one being plugged into. Really. Good point. Wow. Really. Going to hell for that.
1: Straight to hell. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. No,
0: not at all. Um, <laughs>
2: So. <laughs> so So basically I'm the fan film whore. Like, okay, okay. Yeah you alright. are. Uh okay.
0: Um <laughs> so so Paul is is I didn't realize this uh, when I met Paul, when he auditioned and, and for the movie, I just thought, oh, he's a good actor. He's he's fun. He's funny. He uh, he ended up not getting cast at first. And then we wrote a new role. and We were like he would be good for that. And then we liked him so much on set and liked his performance so much that we ended up um, just expanding and expanding and expanding the role to the point where we're actually shooting scenes with him that occurred. After the death of his character in the movie, which made us have to completely re-edit the movie. So um, that I wasn't dead yeah, earlier, yeah. Because like he, he died, and in the very next scene, he's just standing around with everybody. <laughs> um <laughs> oops. Um so uh and then I discovered um that Paul is plugged into um like every fan film that exists in when it comes to Star Trek.
2: Well, if, if not directly, then I know the people who are directly involved with creating those films.
0: So um, so let's go. Let's let's start with uh, your experience. Tell us how you got involved with Star Trek fan films.
2: Well, actually, it, it, was, it was very much by accident. Um, I had not been to a science fiction or Star Trek convention in probably about eight or nine years, and there was one in Baltimore. So I went up there, and I met these folks in uh, upstate New York They were doing a show called Star Trek New Voyages. Um, and so I stopped to talk to them afterward and I said, gee, what you guys seem like a lot of fun of fans getting together. And I hadn't even really seen the full episode yet. And I said, well, what you're doing, getting together, making a Star Trek film, how much fun is that? And they said, right? why don't you come up and help us sometime? And I said, well, oh, that could be interesting. And I kind of blew it off. So then I started looking online and I found a little thing called Starship Exeter, which was another fan film group. Um out of the Midwest, I believe they ended up being in Texas when they finished their episode, who had done a, an episode of another sister ship to the Enterprise in the original series. And even though the effects were low budget and the sets were poor and the costumes were ill fitting, it was completely intriguing to me. So I went to another sci-fi convention the next year And I met those same guys from phase two and started a real or probably new voyages and started a little conversation with them. At the same time, I met a gentleman that lived in the D.C. area named John Broughton, who had the idea of doing like Starship Exeter, creating another sister ship to the Enterprise. And he was going to do it called uh, Starship Farragut. So and let so. me
0: let me jump up real quick. Uh, according to Wikipedia, Starship Exeter, an online series produced by Jim and Joshua Johnson, that's correct, that focuses on the adventures of the Starship Exeter in the original series era, yes. with production design matching the era. And uh, it got coverage in the New York Times and, uh, and talked about in Oregon. Wow, it's kind of a big deal.
2: Yes, actually, their first episode, uh, if you want to say special effects at manager, their first episode was not like AMT model kits for the ship and so forth. Their second episode, which was never fully completed, the first three acts are online, um, has special effects. Even though they're computer generated, they look like the original effects. Um, a little bit different than Phase 2 is trying to update the effects. And same thing with uh, Starship Farragut. They're trying to update the effects. Exeter wanted to keep that original look and feel to them. So there's something intriguing about looking at it from both different directions. So I ended up working with uh, John Broughton in the D.C. area to try to bring to life this idea of Starship Farragut. At the same time, I went up uh, for a few days when they were filming another episode of Starship or Star Trek New Voyages to work as a production assistant. Never having been on a film set before, or having done anything like that, and they um, said, "Hey, can you swing a hammer?" I said, "Sure." They come up and help us build up sets. All
0: right. So tell us, tell us uh, before we jump too far ahead. Tell us uh, the like, give us the pitch on Star Starship Farragut. What is Starship Farragut?
2: Well, Starship Farragut is supposed to be a sister ship to the Enterprise in the original series era, um, and it uh, has a uh, it originally had a principal crew of main characters of four main characters, Captain. Uh, Captain Carter, the captain of the ship, uh, the first officer commander Tackett, um, the chief's uh, chief of uh, the engineering chief um, Michelle Smithfield, and the chief of security uh, Henry Prescott. I played the Prescott character, and I actually wrote and directed the pilot episode called "The Captain's Sea."
0: Oh, really? You wrote? You wrote and directed the the? I didn't. I had no idea. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, uh,
2: well, when I first started getting into this with the fan film things, I really thought at the time. I thought, you know, hey, I'm interested in becoming a filmmaker. Yeah. And oh, I kind of wrote don't. the, well, Well, let me, let me. I can preface that for you because after my experience writing and directing and playing one of the main characters, um, I made a strong determination that I don't want to be a filmmaker. Yeah. I don't like it.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. no I just like the
2: acting part.
1: What did you not like about it? I'm curious.
2: Um, Pretty much everything. Uh, I didn't like the responsibility. I didn't like all those things thrown on my shoulders. It just pretty much drove me crazy. Uh, and I couldn't enjoy the acting part, and that was the part I really seemed to have the most connection to. So I decided, the heck with that filming stuff, I might still do some writing, um, but for the most part, I'm not going to ever direct anything again. That was the last time I've done it. Uh, I'm a producer on a couple of projects, but mostly because I've been with those projects for so long, they kind of stuck producer title on me uh, more than anything else, but not that I'm really doing it. I don't mind helping out building the sets or moving lights, but I don't want those things to be my primary responsibility, so Filmmaker, no.
0: <laughs> Actor,
2: yes.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> um, so I'm going to jump into. Uh, did you have anything to do with Star Trek: Hidden Frontier?
2: No, actually, I know all the principals you know involved those with that yeah. out in California. Um, they put together um, what was actually pretty amazing. They actually did a weekly series, wow. um, and put out a couple hundred episodes over a couple years. Yeah. Hundreds. Uh, of yeah. Episodes.
0: Well, we got. Uh, it says here 50. Uh, yes. 50. So uh, let me give the Star Trek hidden. Hidden Frontier, a series with 50 produced episodes. The series centers on the starship Excelsior um, and its home base, Deep Space 12, as they mediate disputes between the various races and fend off attacks from a powerful new alien race, the Grey. Fan Films Quarterly listed Hidden Frontier as one of the 10 most pivotal moments in fan film history in its summer 2006 issue. The The BBC in 2006 called the series the most prominent Star Trek fan film following Star Trek Enterprise's cancellation. Um, yes so is this set also original series or is this no it this was set in the movie? next
2: generation time frame okay. okay um some of the issues with it is it was a substantially mostly a green screen show uh, they had very few to no standing sets which gave them a lot of limitations on filming mm-hmm. um, but they were able to put out episodes at a pretty amazing pace multiple seasons okay. and um, they actually had several spin-offs um, they have done some uh, audio drama based off those spinoffs and some other little spinoff films as well. So uh, they did a pretty amazing thing, and they were also the first ones to actually show a gay character in the Starship uh, Star Trek community. Really, they had several gay characters on the show. Matter of fact, one of the gentlemen who played one of those characters, um, uh, Bobby Quinn Rice. Um, later came to Star Trek: um, New Voyages Phase
0: Two to play Ensign Peter Kirk, Captain Kirk's gay nephew. Really? Yes. Okay. Which we which we just watched some of that, and we'll get. I want to yes. get to that very specifically after we go through sort of the rest. Okay. And um, J T.
2: Tenapa, uh, Tepnapa, who plays Sulu on uh, Phase Two, was actually originally from Hidden Frontier as well.
0: Um. So going up to. Uh... Star Trek Phase II, um, formerly known as the Star Trek New Voyages. Yes. Um, give us an idea of that.
2: Well, that started as a brainchild of a gentleman named James Colley, who lives in upstate New York. He is by day an Elvis Presley tribute artist professionally. Um, actually considered one of the best in the world. Um, wow. wow. Uh, he's actually pretty tremendous. I've seen his show several times, and it it, it is a sight to behold.
1: That's kind of an interesting, uh, you know... Those two things I really wouldn't put together, so it's interesting. Well,
2: considering that Elvis was actually one of the people they thought about casting at one time when they originally came up with the idea of Star Trek. What? So if you talk to Gene Roddenberry, they'd actually thought of the idea of trying to get a big celebrity. One of the people they thought about getting was Elvis Presley.
1: I did not know that. Wow. That's crazy.
2: So, um, never happened. Could
1: much. you imagine Elvis Presley as Kirk? Seriously, let's think about it. Thank you very first. much.
2: Thank you. Here's some more speed, baby. Um.
1: <laughs> it's like, get us out of here.
2: Get us out of here real fast and get me a peanut butter nana sandwich.
0: <laughs>
2: James would hate so, me for so, do- James is going to kill me for doing an Elvis voice. He's so, going to kill me. Suddenly, suddenly
0: he's then and, and he's found dead on the Starship Captain's chair. Oh, over-
1: that is important. Let's, let's not go
2: there. Ba, 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 ba. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too oh. soon, and that costs. Oh, we're you're gonna make never time. allowed to say no. bad
1: things about Elvis Presley. That's just no.
2: True. No, don't insult the king.
0: He's the I'm king, sorry. And,
2: I'm and, sorry. and 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 James would not be happy with that because Oh
0: James I'm so, I'm kidding I love who doesn't love
2: Elvis That's
1: the point that's why why would you fuck exactly. with what that
2: Exactly don't What's mess with Elvis you? don't mess with Elvis Because everybody
1: he, hate Justin Go I, ahead take 5 minutes I hate Justin Hate Justin, Justin. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hate okay. Justin. Five, minutes <laughs> 5 minutes
1: go 5 minutes
2: go
0: Justin hating <laughs> Justin hating uh, uh, to to James and all the other Elvis fans I apologize I love Elvis. Thank you. He did some silly things, but all in all, he was an important icon and made wonderful music and interesting movies. Very good. Now to get back to it, um, <laughs> it just
2: got James here. actually um, <laughs> was a bit of a costumer as well and wanted to make some um, Star Trek costumes. He wanted them to be screen accurate, so he was one of those people that was smart enough to say, "Go to the source." And he contacted Bill Tice out uh, in Hollywood. Uh, Bill Tice designed the costumes on the original series, and Next Generation, and uh, struck up a friendship. And, so this um, guy
1: was actually willing to talk to him about it. Like, I didn't even... Well, I think he was actually team. kind
2: of impressed that someone would ask. That's Because so you'd be surprised how many people don't want to... Do, oh, you must be a celebrity. I'm not going to ask. And yeah. uh, they became friends. James had actually did some work for, um, for Bill on some costuming stuff for Next Generation. Um, he has a lot of Bill's original patterns, Fabric swatches, the whole nine yards. So when you see the costumes on shows like Phase 2, when I say they're screen accurate, they're screen accurate. That is I mean, so
1: awesome. They look great. They really they do. They really do. Where were you guys when I was trying to get a costume two years ago for Halloween? I'm just saying.
2: You would have a difficult time getting one of those costumes for Halloween, I can tell you. They <laughs> or are, just they like a pattern. A like, I could totally
1: make. make it. I would do it all myself.
2: But I don't know um, how to
1: sew, but I would totally figure that shit out. So. Because that's awesome.
2: Well, James had built a few sets. When he was a kid, he had some in his grandfather's barn.
1: Wow! Um, you
2: know, my dad has a barn. Let's put on a show. Uh, but <laughs> as he awesome. got older, he had built some sets and he had some folks he got together with, and they did an episode called "In Harm's Way" of, of a show called "New Voyages." The idea of it being the fourth season of the original show, and it snowballed from there. It got fan interest on the internet.
0: Now, do you do you, do you mind if I do the Wikipedia? Please on here, give the this Wikipedia is, entry. This is huge. This is this is gonna blow you. You're gonna blow you away. Blow your okay. way. Absolutely. <clears throat> Star Trek Phase 2, formerly known as Star Trek New Voyages. Co-creators James Cawley and Jack Marshall aimed to complete the original series' five-year mission, with actors cast as Kirk, Spock, and the rest of the Enterprise crew on an exact replica of the original bridge set. Exact. From the original Desilu plans. One episode. Ready for this? To serve all my days... Was written by DC Fontana.
1: Shut your mouth.
0: Guess uh, uh, I'm not done yet. Story editor on the original Star Trek series and featured Walter Koenig, <gasps> guest starring as an older version of Pavel Chekhov, <gasps> his character from the original series. Several other actors from the original Trek series have now signed on to appear in future ep- episodes. George. Have appeared. Yeah, George Decay. Reprised his role of Hikaru Sulu in the third episode, World Enough in Time, joining the original Yemen Janice Rand, (gasps) Grace Lee Whitney... Fam Films Quarterly listed New Voyages as one of the 10 most pivotal moments in fam film history in its summer 2006 issue and has been re- reported on by National Public Radio. New Voyages also won TV Guide's 2007 Online Video Award for Best Sci Fi Webisode. On February 16, 2008, during an appearance at the Farpoint Science Fiction Media Convention in Baltimore, Maryland, James Colley announced that the series would shed the New Voyagers moniker and become known as Star Trek Phase II to reflect the transition between the original series and Star Trek. The motion picture, um,
2: if I may add, please. Uh, just to add to the Star Trek celebrities, if you want to involved, um, a two part episode called "Blood and Fire" um, was written by David Gerald, who wrote "The Trouble with Tribbles." Um, he wrote nice. and directed the episode. Um, the guest star in that episode was Denise Crosby. Oh,
0: Denise!
2: Um, now oh. let's take it farther. Um, when they had the aborted Phase 2 series they were talking about in the 1970s, they actually had some scripts that were written for them. One of those scripts was an episode called The Child. During the writer's strike when Next to was on, that script was adapted for Next Generation with Troy getting pregnant with an alien child. Well, that wasn't the original story. John Povil wrote that story for Star Trek. He came back to James Cawley and the folks at Phase 2 and rewrote the script for Phase 2. And directed it for them. So you have the original Phase Two script by John Powell being produced by Phase
0: Two, and personally impregnated the actress. I don't think but so. No, no, be, no. I, I don't think so. You
2: know, I, I was all is. I
1: was all thinking that that was really cool, and then you come in and ruin it. I'm What's sorry that about.
0: I'm sorry. I just did. I did
2: I... second okay. five minutes of hate.
0: Yes, Five minutes go. It's here
1: in
2: Wikipedia.
1: Hate. Go hate.
0: No, no, it's not. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's the, not because you I, suck. I,
2: I, now, The Child will be the next episode released later this year.
1: Um, I'm really excited for that. I'm, I'm watching it.
2: I'm just After saying. that is a, another episode written by David Gerro, Or Sorry, so another episode written by Patty Wright, who's one of the standard writers for Star Trek Phase 2, based on another story that was written for Phase 2 called Kitumba, where we find out how the Klingon Empire exists the way it exists. <gasps> um, it's about the child emperor of the empire and how... The empire came to be known what we see in Next Generation. Oh, how really? Cool. And it's a two part episode. Very ambitious. They actually were able to utilize um, historic Fort Ticonderoga um, from the Revolutionary War. We're blinking um, a lot. As they are, I can verify that um, as <laughs> an exterior like set. Over here. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> but they used the Ford as an exterior set for the quotas for the homeworld of the Klingon Empire for some of the scenes, and um, with a cast of probably nearly 100 people, wow. it was pretty amazing. That so, is crazy so
0: I, I I almost hate hate to ask how do they pay for this I mean it's it's is it all out of I mean they get they have to make some money back in some way do no. not a pen not a penny not a penny they, um as not, matter of fact... Not, not, and I I, and I don't mean make profit because I know you can't do that that's correct but they I mean they pay their actors uh, not necessarily they well they have sag actors on set sometimes true so you assume they're
2: getting scale at least uh you would assume that I don't have the details on how the sag situation is handled um, but I can tell you, for the most part. I mean, is um, so he
0: just using his Elvis money? I mean, how how does one
2: volunteers and volunteers money. Donations really? and so forth. People yeah.
0: just are, are eager to see new Star Trek, and they're like, so eager to do it,
2: they'll say, you know, We'll donate some money to help out with the production. We'll donate a Lowe's gift card to build a new set. Um, we'll donate a prop. We'll donate uh, time.
0: W- to what website, if somebody was interested in doing yeah. that? That would be that? www.startreknewvoyages.com. Star Treknewvoyages.com. Listen, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, that means you're a Star Trek fan. And yes. If you're a Star Trek fan, you, um, need to, you need to do. Yeah, you know the what? Part. Yeah, get, get, <laughs> go right now. Go What's now. Wrong. Drop
1: What's everything. Turn that's off this wrong.
2: podcast. No, and no. download no. pause it. I mean, pause, pause the pause the pod podcast. Go.
0: Pause. The no, podcast. Pause. no, no. But do do go. If you got five bucks, you know, toss them five bucks. If you got, uh, yeah, like give, if
1: enough of us are giving five bucks, like that's that that shit adds up. I'm just saying. Yeah, and, it's true. And,
0: um, we just so so we just watched right now um by the time you guys are hearing this it's um we're enemy starfleet we are it we are at this point recording a few weeks ahead of time to uh to prepare for some stuff um in case we Ooh, have to, stuff in case we have to backlog <laughs> some episodes so we're recording about three four weeks before you're actually going to hear this and when you hear this it will be not brand spanking new as it is right now but, but still worth watching it is absolutely worth watching we just watched it it's uh it's Star Trek Phase two and the name of it is again enemy Starfleet can I tell you I watched um I watched uh, the before I even knew you I watched some of the some of the uh, parts of world enough in time and I watched parts of that and then I also watched uh, of gods and men. A little bit,
2: Um, which was produced on the phase two sets, by the way, but not a phase two production.
0: And I watch a little bit of to serve all my days and and I've 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 seen them and I never really took the time uh, to to watch them. It's the first one I've ever watched from beginning to end Um, it for five minutes. Listen, guys, when you're going to watch, it's going to be weird at first the first five minutes. um, uh, James is when, you know, it all hangs on Kirk. And when James started, I was a little bit like, he's not like it's not quite what what the and 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 this is absolutely true. Was I not by about ten minutes in going? This guy's really charming. Absolutely, this guy is. And little things like the way that he he'll put Kirk's he'll put his elbow up on something. The way that that I mean, you, you yes, can, exactly. Yeah, he is. He is paying attention not just to the production values, but to the perform. He's not doing an imitation. He's not doing not an imitation like Chris Pine who did you know did an astounding job, but was nothing like shit. He's like in between. Um, Exactly. uh, um, I was just, I was blown away by how much I, it took me a little while to get past him as Kirk, but I was able to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was, I mean, that alone was just kind of cool that by the end, I was not watching a fan episode anymore. I was watching an episode of Star Trek. Um, That's the idea.
1: Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't get to see it. You're, well, you—you to saying ten minutes of it. I didn't. See, I said, I, I, "Let me finish my sentences." Oh, I'm sorry.
2: I didn't Justin, get to see it Justin, all the way we're through. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're oh, gonna hate this. you
0: again. Okay, there we go. I just turned down your mic. Oh. <laughs> That's
2: fucked up. We were, we were gonna hate you for another five minutes.
0: <gasps> no, no, no. This is go, go ahead. This go between go you ahead. and I. I'll and
1: hate I, Justin. Everyone I, else I, has I, their, their own anything. opinion. And
0: I'm terrified of you, so mm. you can just keep talking.
1: Good. Anyway, oh. I didn't get to see the entire episode. That is the worst triple i've ever heard I know.
2: that's terrible that was just you, knew
0: a, you knew it was a triple because it's a star trek podcast genius and, and how many triples have you heard it wasn't gonna oh, be an ewok that. here okay oh my gosh you're teaming up on me just because oh, she's pretty oh yeah. absolutely <laughs> prettier than you i got bigger
1: titties a- than you deal with it
0: i used to have really uh, never mind
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other story so anyway what i was gonna say is i didn't um when I came in, I didn't have any, <laughs> wow, you're, you're such a dick. <laughs> I didn't have any expectations. <laughs> so he's on. making faces. He's sticking fingers in his nose because he's a child.
2: Now he's picking it. That's different. Looking for gold.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, so I came in and it was already like mid doing, and it was cool because from that perspective, like the shot I came in and didn't have like any main characters in it that I that I could note like right off the you know right off the bat, but like it was so Star Trek, like it was so original series, like the the sets, the lighting, the lighting,
0: the lighting, the lighting really is amazing, the, and
1: the sound, the sound is what really got me,
2: Mr.
0: The, Ralph the music.
1: And Tell her what you told
0: me about the sound about the guy who's doing the sound. Uh, well, well, actually,
2: that's 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 one of the luckiest finds the show's ever made. A gentleman out in L.A. His name is Ralph Miller. He's a professional sound guy, and um, Ralph has all the original master tapes. Oh my everything God. from the original wow. series. That's awesome. Music, sound effects, wow. everything. And so, what you hear isn't the stuff that people can get off a CD or anything like that. He's playing the original sounds. I mean, they are it. So I mean, it, it sounds is, it's that. that that's why it sounds it amazing. It's not. He's, it's not well, even
1: just those sounds, what but it, it's the way that they're that they're mixed exactly. in. Exactly,
2: and he's just a genius you know? at that. One of the things he's really done well too is bringing in a lot of the music that was written for third season, which nobody has access to because it's never been published.
1: Oh wow! Like and he it, has it all. It's very and there was cool. some
0: really good music made for the third season. It's just it's not available. Well, and he he did um like he not only did the music and s- sort of ambient music, but he would do the little music beats, the little oh yes. the little funny the little accents to a funny scene. The little oh ding! yeah, you know that absolutely. You know, the sort of thing that you can't get away with on TV now. Yes, um, yes. And there's uh, you know, we talked about the updated effects. Um, they would have like a couple of years ago, they would have actually bugged the shit out of me. Um, mm-hmm. but. I, I've grown accustomed to the Star Trek Remastered, and the, the effects are that quality. It is oh, absolutely. It is... Well, um, and what
1: I liked about the remaster and what I like about this is that it's not like, okay, we're not... It's not going to look anything like you expect. It's just all updated graphic. Like, it's in the style of. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's why I'm okay with it, because well, it's like, I would, I, I, if you just come in and give me, like, this brand spanking new ship and nothing looks the way I expect, like, that, that would have turned me off.
0: I would say but that... I would say that this was this was like half halfway there. I would say that that new voyage uh not new voyage that uh, uh, uh remastered um Almost goes a little bit further in the other direction. Almost goes a little further into we really are trying to match it with the, the original. This one, they're clear they're having a little more fun. Like, absolutely. And there there are people who look, um, there are purists who love that the the remastered effects don't go too far. Um True. But I there love are, that, yeah. But there are those of us, um and I don't actually I I I, I am not one of those purists. Um I remember when they did uh, trials and tribulations on DS nine and they shot that model of the enterprise the way that they now shoot the like the defiant and when i first saw that on trials and tribulation i don't know if it was model or, or, or if it was cg but when i first saw that and then again when i saw it on enterprise um the exterior shots of the ship are like the exterior shots of of the constitution class ship that you saw in enterprise in the mirror universe of enterprise it is not like the action looks like ds9 the action looks uh, it's 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 much bigger and and I didn't I didn't mind that at all. I mean, that was that was something that I appreciated that they because they're not beholden to any original shots. They can go, you know what? You know, fuck it. We're going to we're, we're going to have ships everywhere. And the explosion, the battles were 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 just great. I mean, they were really, really, really good. The, they're in the first part of the episode you didn't get to see. But the battles are just like, like they just drive it home. And I was I was sitting there as a guy who made a movie with effects, just going, oh, damn it. You know, that's <laughs> And, and I'm working with a genius. Brian Anderson is a genius who does our effects, and Mike who did it, a genius. But this guy is, is, this was just phenomenal. Well, I mean, the, the nice thing you have, too,
2: is this: it takes a lot of limitations away from the writers, too, because, you know, you have those limitations when you're writing for something like this, saying, I can't do certain things, but you can't see them. Well, you know, with phase two, the limitation, it's gone, because we can see it. You know, what is it you want to visualize? A, a good example is in the beginning of the episode, it was one of their first exterior parts of an episode they've ever really done for. Oh, Phase this was two.
0: great, and and you wouldn't know it was there.
2: It is actually an old sand quarry um, that was just a couple miles from the set. Well, the whole scene's color tinted, sound effects added. It's suddenly an alien planet. But
0: and, there were parking lots in but the there scene. There were
2: parking lots with construction vehicles. There were no mountains in the background. And so,
0: so they added them. They took the parking lot. Took the parking lot out. Added mountains
2: away. in the background. Had some alien <sighs> ships taking yeah. off. It was. It's pretty amazing. That's fucking. Awesome.
0: And the thing is, it looks
2: California. Yeah. It looks
0: like they would have filmed it in the desert yeah, of California. What was What like was amazing about show. it was that if he hadn't told me, would I wouldn't know. have known. I wouldn't have known that there was an effect in the shot. It didn't have that little bit of digital, like you know, the matting that sometimes you get. I was just. I was blown. I was freaking blown away oh. by this.
1: That's fucking awesome.
2: Actually, if you go on to the um, Phase 2 website uh, for NewVoyages.com or if you, I think it was on uh, Trek Movie or Trek BBS, one of those as well, there was a little article with Tobias Richter who did some of the effects for um, Enemy Starfleet. He actually shows them before and after shots. So you can actually show the see the comparison of what those exteriors look oh. like and then what it looked like when he was done with them. Because it's
0: it, it's pretty blo- it'll
2: pretty Do much they, blow your I bet way. it will. will are yeah. they are
0: they public with their budget? I mean, have they come out and and let anyone? Not know? really. It's yeah. it's
2: it's so minuscule. It's probably embarrassing. um you know, but I mean but still it's you pretty know significant it, to amount. Look at it. Yeah, like, I mean that's, that's what's the, amazing about well, it. Well like, part of it's it the having really the good. standing sets that they do. And and when I say sets, that's sets in a word only. They're more like a museum. I mean
0: Well, I mean, but like they were using they were using uh uh pop like pop flashes and stuff on the in the action scene. They had when the phasers were hitting the ground, the smoke exploding, like like practical effects there too. I mean things that cost money. They got the rock quarry, they got You know, actors and actresses from the original show to come back. The fabrics. I just, I was just like sitting there going, "This isn't fair." I mean, honestly, there's a part of me, a jealous part of me, going like, "This isn't fair." I was angry. (laughs) I'm angry at you, James. How dare you make something look so... My movie looks awesome. Fuck you. But not really, because you're awesome. But still, I don't know how I feel because (laughs) because I liked it and I was enjoying it so much. And at the same time, I felt like I was being punched right in the soul. Okay. I would
1: like to submit Wow
0: I'm sorry I mean it was really Really good It was really But you good. know what the, the,
2: the, the, the beauty of it is And this is the thing I'm happy to hear you say Is when you put it on You feel like you're Watching Star Trek And, and I that's the below. idea You really That's, do. that's the idea so That's, about that's, about that's where the love Is supposed to be It's the love of the show Which is why we do this Because really A lot of fan films Have a delusion of grandeur Out there Oh we're gonna be the one Someday CBS will pick us up And we'll be the show it ain't going to happen.
1: No, it's not.
2: It ain't going to happen. CBS Paramount lets us do this if we don't make any money because we keep Star Trek alive. Well, it's to the point where they kept Star Trek alive so much so that when James was in California at, this, at the Paramount lot, and J.J. Abrams found out, he said, hey, James Cawley, let me show you my sets. And oh, James wow. actually God. has a cameo in the film. That is so fucking who is cool. Who so so much film. so. Who is he? Who is he? Who is he? You know, who, who is he? Who's who? Who is James in Star Trek? The Captain Kirk. James Colley, Captain Kirk. Yeah, I know. No, no, who, in oh, the he film. he's just he was the cameo in the film. Just, right? He just walks through the bridge a couple of times in a gold shirt. That's that so, is so oh, freaking awesome. cool. Um, he didn't have any speaking line, but he did do that. And um, actually, uh, once again, speaking of the credit Phase 2, um, the original Spock from Phase 2, Jeff Quinn, um, actually played a Vulcan. Um, in a uh, walk-on role in uh, some of the scenes on this, I'm not sure if he made the cutting room floor or not. I think he. Said but he then, hadn't. what you
0: also told me that he was about Quinto.
2: Oh no, no, this no, was different this, guy? no the news. The new Spock, um, uh, Brandon Stacy, was Zachary Quinto's body double in the movie.
1: What? Yes, nice. So when
2: you're saying we got Spock, we got Spock, and a lot of times <laughs> of a If you see, um. Uh, Brandon Without Makeup, other, unfortunately he complains about it sometimes, but he gets mistaken for Zachary Quinto because there's are very strong um, resemblance gosh. between the yeah. two. Yeah. That's crazy. But, do- um, but to add to that, the guy who played Spock, now you mentioned World Enough in Time where we had a different Sulu in that episode. Um, that Sulu actually got a screen test for Sulu in the movie
0: really, really? Now, he didn't get the role obviously but <laughs> once again it shows i would a like lot to of, submit wow <laughs> yes
1: it shows
2: yeah, a I lot of hear, you know <laughs> a lot of what goes on with this stuff it, it gets out to the public uh, uh one of the gentlemen from the show who runs security for for the phase two group went out to cal went out to uh las vegas back when the uh the experience was there the star trek experience
1: uh, i totally missed that. and he it went so to do the, the
2: back behind the scenes tour and when he got behind there he found Phase two New Voyages posters on the walls back there. Those nice. folks were fans. When they find out he worked with the phase two New Voyages folks, they were like all, oh we'd let you back here for free. Why let me show you around, you know. Oh,
1: that's so cool.
2: So I mean, so so there is there is some information. And when there was no series, it was shows like, you know, Star Trek Phase Two, Starship
0: Farragut, Star Trek Intrepid. It was these shows
2: we kept star yeah, trek going let's
0: talk about intrepid because there's something about intrepid a little different than all the others and i feel like we we left them out and i wanted to hit them scottish later. Trek because what? it's not it's not only scottish trek but it's it's next generation era
2: yes it's a voyager class ship
0: so here we go uh star trek intrepid intrepid a fan film produced in scotland and currently the only star trek fan production in uh in the uk intrepid is set in the 24th century several several years after star trek, star trek nemesis i'm stuttering And revolves around the effort to colonize a distant and largely unexplored sector of the galaxy. Star Trek Intrepid was filmed entirely in Scotland and was released May 26, 2007. GMTV presenter Lorraine Kelly has a brief appearance in Intrepid. And the production has received extensive coverage in both national and international media, such as CNN, BBC, blah, blah, blah. Intrepid was featured on the UK Sci-Fi Channel's Sci-Fi 360 video podcast. Um... Uh, Just
2: a th- note on Intrepid, a couple of things. The uh, gentleman who created the show produces it and plays the uh, the captain, Nick Cook, is a very good friend of mine. Um, another production I'm involved with here in D.C. right now is science fiction independent film called Polaris. Nick came over from Scotland to play my first officer. And wow. to tie the Star Trek into that a little bit more, the Polaris film is being written and directed by Dennis Russell Bailey, who wrote the Next Generation episode of Tin Man. So the one where data the,
0: data meets the living ship right, out there that actually is the mayor from buffy isn't it
2: that he's absolutely right so you know the star trek connections actually helped that got me involved in some other productions it was involved with some of the star trek stuff is how i met Dennis, and who then came back to me with this idea for this polaris film and um then seeing Nick and talking with Nick over in Scotland, Dennis decided he was perfect for the role of the first officer. And Nick said, "Hey, I'll come on over." And he came over, and we filmed the exterior, the interior scenes last year.
1: That's awesome.
2: So yeah, it's pretty right. incredible. Is your is your phone
0: going off? No. So it's worth uh, it's worth also noting. There's one more that we have not mentioned, which is Star Trek Odyssey. Um, do you know these guys too? Uh, I know them. Yes. Um, and uh, it is um, another looks like another next gen era um, show uh, Star Trek fan production uh, from Acquia Productions uh, from the people who did Star Trek Hidden uh, Frontier. Tier, yes. Um, and uh, their spinoffs. Um, uh, it's just really cool. Um, I mean, I'm as a filmmaker, as a as a low budget filmmaker. What has what you guys have managed to pull off is uh, it, it's pretty incredible. It's and, amazing. And, and, we're not, and the thing is, we're not done.
2: Well, there's, because there's so many more tales.
0: There's actually one more thing regarding Farragut that I think uh, can... I here, we have the disc over there. Yeah. Check this. Whoa. What'd I do? What'd I do? Don't lose, don't lose I killed the disc. mic. No, you didn't. Oh, did I you, did you kill my mic? I killed my headphones. Dumbie.
2: Am I still here?
0: No, I'm going to have to edit all that out now. Okay. Uh, check this shit out.
1: What?
2: Actually, yeah. when I was working with the Farragut folks, um, yeah, Neo FX, oh. who does the special effects for Farragut, um, came up with the brainchild that they wanted to do a couple episodes of the animated series from the 1970s, but they wanted to make it look like. Yeah, Filmation no, it totally looks like, like the, the animated series. It's crazy. It does.
1: That's so it fucking nuts. I love does. it.
2: Um, to the point where when they contacted um, Lou Scheimer, um, who was president of Filmation back in the 1970s, um, he actually liked it so much, he not only gave them their blessing, he actually does one little voice in one scene. So.
0: Oh, that's so neat. Not, not to mention Chris Dewan. Chris and Dewin Chase Masterson. Chase Masterson. Who's and Lita, Tim Russ. Lita, and Tim Russ, who's Tuvok.
1: Wow. Um, That is so damn And actually, cool. what's
2: kind of funny about it is I, I did two live action episodes and two animated episodes with the Farragut team. I'm playing the character of Prescott, and it's the two animated episodes that have the best Prescott stuff <laughs> more than
0: the live
1: <laughs> action did. What are they trying to tell you?
2: Uh, I think they like me <laughs> as a cartoon better than real
0: life. Well, here's here we well, kind of are a cartoon, sir, and oh, that's I, true. I love you for it. Um, um, and I want to lick your nose. Um, or his balls. Don't. No, no. Neither I, place.
2: I,
1: no, I that. That is, was your song earlier. That no, was in inter- a. I never said that. Don't
2: lick at all. my balls or my nose. Thank no, you. I
0: will. I will lick. I will lick no part of you. Thank you. Again, I'm, I'm not. I'm no one's one allowed time, to lick totally me. one time you
1: totally had this little song about N- licking balls or that
0: something. That one time, and that's it. That's the only uh, time. Never happened. I disagree with you, but I—I I was drunk. I don't remember. It might have been somebody else other than me. Uh, was me. I mistook me for someone else. Um, uh, what startled me about the Starship Farragut is that um, whatever you're doing on on you know phase two and any of the other ones, you're never going to match it perfectly true um you're never going to something's going to be different if the the aspect ratio is going to be different the size of the screen Mm -hmm. the actors look different the you know it's just going to be no matter how hard you try something's going to be different
1: yeah because that was the only like i would say from watching that the only thing that that really gave me issue or threw me off was the fact that they weren't the people i expected them to be like Mm -hmm. in terms of the actors not that they were like bad or something but they just weren't right because they weren't you know the people I'm used to seeing in those roles—that's true. And the thing, and yet is, it's in that setting. So, like, I, th- I s- like the idea, yeah. though, of having that same perfection of the look, but having it be a different ship where that there will be none of that.
0: Well, this is the thing that that's astounding: is that you lose a lot of that problem with the animated. Mm. I've watched uh, one of these, um, and it is perfect. It is. Abso- it is. The the animated episodes of Farragut are so seamless. They are indeed. Um, so much so that I want these guys to work with the phase two guys, um, and I want to see some Star Trek the animated series stuff. And is that something that could happen? Is that probably, probably? not. Probably not. Why? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what they they Son of a
1: bitch! She's so angry. I'm done!
2: We're gonna have to we're gonna have to hate him again. Yeah. Um, no, no. I mean, they each got the different goals. I, I don't know honestly if we're gonna see any more of the animated episodes when New FX uh, got involved in those. I got to say they took they took more effort than they thought they were going to. Despite it was actually pretty complex to make it look like old bad animation. I'll bet. And um, if they'd have done some three D animation, it might have happened faster. But the fact that they were trying to duplicate that animation cool was pretty wild. A three D so, animated.
0: That would be cool too. There's
2: actually a group doing that right now. Really? Yes. Really? Um, um, Starship Saladin. That's so cool. That is. 3D cool. animated episodes. Like,
1: because that was one of the things I thought that was really cool when the when I watched the original series, the animated ones they came out with, mm-hmm. because I um that, like I realized that the different kinds of episodes they could do on that because they weren't limited by the technology of the 60s. Well, actually, a lot of the episodes like, have, that's you, what's when so you watch cool. the
2: animated series, what you found was. The episodes weren't really written. People thought it was a Saturday morning show be written for kids, but it wasn't. Oh, no. Most was, of the original series writers well, we, actually oh, came back yeah, and no, And, it, the and what series. was
1: great about that, though, like, honestly, I would even say it's one of the best cartoons I've ever seen. You oh, ca- yeah, well, it's because, because of the it's, writing. Because the writing is phenomenal, it's yeah. the yeah. writing, exactly. And, like, they're just, they weren't limited by, you know, the real-world special effects, so they could write the stories full out. You know, because was well, animating it. We
0: talked about this when we did the 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 movie podcast. That that some of the Spock stuff is taken directly line for line mm-hmm. out of from, the, the from animated. an animated episode. Well, if I can
2: throw an animated thing in to make you throw another little Phase Two animated type combination thing oh here to boy. really throw your brain out. Um, the next episode coming up for Phase Two is called "The Child," as we talked about, yeah. written, directed by John Powell.
0: What you can see at Star Trek New Voyages. You're going dot com. to see a very
2: interesting yes. You're going to see a very interesting character at the helm of the Enterprise. Is he animated? <gasps> Are you yes. telling me that she oh. Eric's Eric's From the animated series, the orange guy with three oh. arms and three oh, legs oh that oh sat at God. the helm in checkoff seat. Oh. You will see him in The Child. That How? is badass. Some pretty damn good CGI. Oh, And my to make it more interesting, on the original animated show, the, a lot of the extra character voices were enjoyed, voiced by Jimmy Doohan. Eric's will be voiced by Chris Doohan.
0: That is great. That's
2: really neat. So oh God, you're totally going to that. see a character from the animated series appear in the live-action Phase 2 show. Oh, that's so cool. Um, you know, I Child. wish it could have
1: been the cat chick, though. I'm just saying. The cat chick was Well, awesome. that would
2: replace Ahura, and we like Kim Stinger too much. No one gets rid of Kim. So
1: couldn't she just like come on like and be from a different ship or something and like just like be buddies with Ahura? I'm just throwing it out there.
2: It, you know, I don't know. <laughs> write it write it and send it in.
1: Oh I'm so not a writer. So but um, so it'd be
2: it's very interesting. and a uh, matter of fact when I went the Farragut animated episodes, they did something very similar. Um, the Helms officer that you'll see on the Farragut the animated episodes is Phelan. Phelan was the guy who was the first officer of the enterprise in the alternate universe when Spock supposedly died as a child in the original animated episodes. Whoa. So he was the gray Andorian that you saw in the original animated movie.
0: That is great.
2: So um, we decided to go ahead and make him into a character on the Farragut um, in their oh, animated episodes. My pants episodes. are shrinking. So <laughs> I, his nads are shrinking up big time. But, I mean, so it's interesting because you can play with those kind of things, you know, and have a lot of fun with them. Um.
0: Talk about crossovers, because there have been a few, right? It, there have
1: been. really,
2: Yeah. In the very first episode of Farragut, the uh, New Voyages crew appears at the end, a little salute kickoff to the show to get it started. That was one that's, of the first ones we ever did. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yes.
2: And actually, uh, the first episode and uh, the first and second live action episodes of Farragut were filmed on the Phase 2 New Voyages sets in upstate New York.
0: Now, there's I um, wanted to talk really quickly about um, the the movie, Um that was of gods and men. Yes, which was filmed uh, on the Phase Two sets as well. Um, which is uh, directed by Tim Russ. Yes, stars Nichelle Nichols, Walter Koenig, um, and uh, it's leaving a lot of people out because I seem to remember like Ethan Phillips is in it for a second. And yeah,
2: there's a lot of little mini cameos by a lot of Trek people in that.
0: Um, and it was re- It was kind of very, very high end. And it and, was.
2: It was. They had, I think, uh, bigger aspirations for that.
0: Yeah. They um, wanted of, it to become something like I think they wanted
2: it to be something, something I think that they thought had a uh, financial capability to it in the long run. Yeah,
0: um, I uh, um, I was just kind of stunned by that. I guess the, the point is, is that there's there's this perception, I guess, that there wasn't a lot of Star Trek out there. Um, oh, between, there wasn't between but there is, but there is. And that yes. thing is, is there is look, guys, there's you're you're going to get a movie every every three years now. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be as infrequent as the Bond films, and the movies aren't going to last a lot. Look, dude, they're not going to, they are not going to get Chris Pine back for five movies. He's, oh, no. He's never. got, he's got a different career than Shatner. He's, you know, the, they're not going to be able to keep this cast together. So what are you, no, you're, it's going to be like X Men. You're going to get three. Um, and then I don't know what's going to happen. then Someone will
2: reboot it again.
0: Um, Except probably except it hasn't been it hasn't been quote unquote rebooted yet because it's still in the continuity. So they well, yeah. they won't be able to sort of just go, okay, now this guy's Kirk. Um, yeah. um and that being the case, uh there's not much there's not much Star Trek that's going to be coming your way. You got in the next six years, you got four more hours, bitches. That's all you got. <laughs> that's about it. You got four hours. Unless
2: you go to these fan films.
0: And all of a sudden you've got 50 hours of one you've got tons of phase two you've got
2: within by the end of next year you'll have 10 episodes of phase two out there for your consumption
0: and it is i mean it is it it is seamlessly um an original series episode um indeed and um the intrepid stuff is not as it's not as seamless um oh no actually
2: i I think you'll be very impressed with intrepid when you watch it the first episode it's like the first episode of any of the shows yeah First episode of Farragut, first episode of Intrepid, first episode of Phase Two. They were all a little clunky. Do they really get the coordinates? They all down and they the, all kind the, of smooth the, out the as are, time goes. Oh, Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. I, I, the making, first season of uh, Hidden Frontier after they did fifty episodes, but the first season was a little clunky. After that, the show got a rhythm. It really picked up.
0: I am you know, and that's the thing. And look, it's as as we've said, um, D S nine and next gen were not exactly gems. A lot of those shows didn't
2: and you consider we do, you know, with phase two, we do one, maybe two episodes a year.
1: Wow, yeah. You know, it's,
2: it, it's hard to get that rhythm. Now, unfortunately, that means we have had actor loss in the past. Um, we're on our third Spock. original one was Jeff Quinn. But who isn't? Well, that's true. Okay. I'm, I'm and, sorry, uh,
0: what? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the rum talking. That's the second
2: Spock, um, uh, I'm going to say unfortunately, but not unfortunately, Ben Tolpin. We lost him to Hollywood, and um, that's not a bad thing. Um, you watch um, NCIS, perchance? No. Okay, well, there was an episode on this past season, if any of you been listening is a fan of NCIS, and there was a main guest star who was this goofy young kid who was kind of a scientist type. That was Ben. Um, if you were a fan of the TGI Fridays commercials with a guy named Woody who was going around the country drinking beer with everybody, that was Ben. Um, pretty much I've on any given night of television, I can show you about six commercials with Ben in it. Wow. wow. So um, now our new Spock, Brandon Stacey, once again, Zachary Quintus, but he's also a Hollywood guy, so I'm hoping we can keep him for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess what my point was is that there's there's so much trek that you haven't oh, seen. Oh indeed. You no, have absolutely. not seen this and it's it's there are hours and hours and hours. Yes, you know, and, and more to come. And you've only got you've only got in the next six years you got you got four hours coming to you from Hollywood. Yeah. Um and it's gonna be look, it's gonna be eight years at least before they put out a new show. Well, I, I can
2: even I can even tell you what you got coming from the fan film community just from phase two and Farragut coming out right now. You've right, got go. next with Phase 2, you've got The Child. Then you have a two-part episode, Katumba. Then you have one called Origins about young Kirk and how he got started. And this summer, they're getting ready to film Mind Sifter, which is probably considered so, one of the best Star Trek stories written. So
0: all four of these episodes are going to be in the year 2000, uh, within,
2: probably uh, Within the next two years. Released. That is... Oh, that's awesome. Now, Farragut is um, actually getting ready in October to produce their third full live-action episode called The Price of Anything. I'm going to plug that one because I wrote it. Really? So, Can you, yes. what's a Ooh. plot synopsis, please, sir? Plot synopsis uh, in a nutshell. Um,
0: Everyone's in a nutshell. That's, it, that's weird. exactly it.
2: No, uh, actually, uh, the, to break it down in simple uh, point is uh, uh, a gentleman, ble- a scientist, beams on board the Farragut uh, with a special mission. It turns out the scientist is Captain Carter's estranged father, who hasn't spoken to in twenty five years. And the two of them end up to going on a mission together and end up get stranded on a planet, being chased by something that shouldn't exist. And, and, and they... the Farragut goes a looking. Goes a-lookin'. It is an action episode. I'm actually very proud of the screenplay. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. It's being directed by Mr. Vic McNogna. Um, you might know Vic's name if you're a fan of anime. He's the name of Elric and Full Metal Alchemist is the voice oh he does. Oh, my gosh. Um, he also directed wow. the two-part episode for Phase 2 called Katumba and plays one of the main baddies in that one as well. Um, you just watched Enemy Starfleet. Vic was the Andorian captain. On board the eagle who gets zapped by oh i don't want to give away a plot thing there never mind i didn't he say takes that. it back
1: he said nothing
2: nothing happened i said nothing, nothing happened nothing but he was the andorian captain on the eagle um oh yeah 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 that's vic um so and he's going to be directing the next um one for farragut the script that i read. so i'm thinking i'm hoping they're gonna do a very good job with it. i'm very excited to see what they do with it so um and once again phase two we have a lot more coming up now taking that a step farther um James, Collie, and I have had something we wanted to do for a long time. Let's not get married. We're not gay. Um, (laughs) Justin keeps saying, I don't like gay people. I never said that, not even one time. You did. I I never said that. He did. He said it. I heard him say it. I heard him say it. it. But But anyhow, um, uh, we've had had a brainchild going on for a while that's been one of James' dreams to do. And this fall, we will be lensing the first ever fan film episode of The Wild, Wild West. James Colley will be playing James West, and I am Artemis Gordon. Oh, wow. West?
0: James West, Desperado? James West? No, you don't want that? Robert
2: Conrad, (laughs) knock this battery off my shoulder. Yes, sir. And um, every
0: bit of the accuracy. Artemis from the start of this run of the game. West, James West, so remember the name.
2: There's something wrong with that. (laughs) Sorry. There really is.
0: Yes. But actually, every bit of the accuracy to the screen. That was the best The best thing about the Wild Wild West movie was was Will Smith's rap how about music that video. was the
2: only good thing about the Wild Wild West movie.
0: No, I think I think that I think that Will Smith was really charismatic. Um and and for for as good as Kenneth Branagh can ever be in anything, he just sucked. The life out of everything. What are you saying? That are movie. You trying to
1: say Kenneth Branagh is
0: no good. No, I'm trying. No, I'm trying to say that awful. I'm trying to say that Kenneth Branagh was so bad in that movie.
2: It 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 doesn't. That movie was so awful. It will be completely ignored in anything that we do. Sure. What we are going to be creating is the next season of the original television show from the 1960s. That's in the awesome. same phase. So every bit of accuracy you see in Star Trek, um, on the bridge of the Enterprise, um, James is building the interior of the train. Um, that's for West How... and Artie, this and it is green accurate. Vision, right? um, and, he's already got space. the James West um, costume done, and um, we're working on my Artemis Gordon costume right now. Oh, that's that is awesome. so cool. That's
0: huge, dude. So
2: I mean, so it, the, the, the the whole thing is he's not, not just Trek. There's there's so much opportunity out there for this kind of stuff, for this kind of entertainment well, that it, you can't get anywhere else.
0: It's worth it's worth noting that, and I'm going to try and probably get him on an episode of Pop pop if I can, if we can ever get the time to, but. Um, yeah, you know, we have we've we have a lot of crossover with um, Mike Doherty's uh, Firefly film. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, uh, just because uh, it's called Browncoats Redemption, um, and check that out too because it's all for charity. Um, Fantastic um, film. Um, but like, are, are you in that one too? No, I'm no, not. No, I'm not. I'm, but, I, I'm hoping to be enough if they make a sequel. Yeah, um, but that's I was totally an extra. <laughs> a, as you said before, I'm a
2: whore. So. Yeah,
0: but they I mean, it's just there's just so much crossover between the ninjas actors and that. And, oh yeah, and, and Mike and I have gotten to know each other a little bit and. And I really want to talk to him about that process as well because it's it's branching out. It started with Trek fan films. I mean, it Absolutely. really did. And it's branching out to to include. I, I mean, you know, where's my yeah. qua- I I want to know what happened next on Quantum Leap. You know, and that there
2: is a Quantum Leap fan film out
0: there. Is there? Uh, it's actually
2: about uh, Lady Die's death. <gasps>
0: Holy, Holy shit. Uh, I don't know the website off the top of my head, but I will find it and send it really? to you. Really? Yes, there is a Quantum Leap fan film. Now, question, does it does it take place after the final episode? Does it deal with the, the, the horrible Honestly, it's, it was ringer? about two years ago when I saw it, so I
2: can't say I don't remember Oh, the my, my gosh. Head. But there is one, yes. That's insane.
0: That's amazing. It's called
2: A Leap to Die For, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Oh. Uh, I love me some Quantum Leap as well. That's, that's really cool.
0: Wow. Then so, then, then, yeah. I then would where's it? That. Where's my Sledgehammer remake? Okay, okay now I can't help you there. Oh, okay. Um just, just go get it on DVD. I have Sledgehammer on DVD. It's do awesome. You? I love. Da, 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 I mean, but there's da, been da, so da, much there's so much <laughs> talk about, you know. Do people
1: do fan da. stuff of like 18? Just saying.
2: I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't seen any, but I haven't really looked either.
0: I mean, I guess look, Wasn't the there a fan film of 18 that came out last year. Yeah, there was. No, I'm not Liam
1: talking about? That I'm talking
0: that, that's that's awesome. Hollywood. That's if, not if, if a fan film. If you're gonna film. talk, you have to come over to the microphone. Okay. No, he, yeah, doesn't, he doesn't. No, you no. listen to the podcast. You know that's not true. No, okay. Well, that's that true. Is very, so very, not actually. True. You bring
2: up a very good point. <laughs> um, I forgot about
1: that. <laughs> he just yells things from the corner. Mister, Mister,
2: just
0: sits back and goes,
2: "Hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm over here." <laughs> 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 uh, um, look, I, uh, um. I, when I was talking um, to Daniel um, in the Kevin Smith pop-up episode, um, I was talking about how one, you know, we, we watched the end of clerks Two, And at the end of clerks 2, uh Kevin Smith, or rather Randall in the, in the movie says, uh, says I would buy the, I would buy the quick stop and reopen it myself. Um, and that always inspired me. And that's what inspired all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, just the idea of, of, I want this to be what my life is. And it can't be, and I will therefore do it myself and make it that way. And,
2: and that's kind of the attitude a lot of these folks have taken with these fan films. I, I want to see another Star Trek. Someone is not going to make my Star Trek. Exactly. I'll, I'll do I'll make it. it precisely. I'll do it myself. You I know, love them for James it. James has it's been it. disgusted with that Wild Wild West movie ever since it came out, and he's actually good friends with Robert Conrad. And um, he said one day, he just said, Paul, I'm
0: going to do this. Will Robert and- Conrad come Come on the show, uh, probably not. But we do have his blessing. Actually, James Ashley has several of his original costumes from the oh show. Oh my gosh! Oh my that god! He's gotten over. Now, at what so I would forth. love to have happen is if, because the show has a sci-fi bent to it mm-hmm. too, get Will Smith on the show as the alternate reality Jim West, and, and we could shoot him. Well, you know, it's funny. There's a mm-hmm. there's a movie out there called Godzilla Final Wars. Have you seen it? Yes. Um, what I love, what I love is they licensed back Godzilla from 20th Century Fox, and they have the CGI 20th Century Fox shitty Godzilla in the movie. They paid millions to get it back. They paid millions to animate it perfectly, and they killed it in, like, two seconds. Yep. Just to kind of go, fuck you. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and, and, and... uh. And look, I don't want to lay the, the Will Smith was good in that movie, um, and the rest of the movie wasn't very good. But I, I think that
2: Will... I, I'm going to say nothing about that movie was good in any
0: way, shape, or form. Well,
1: is I, it bad that I liked that movie then?
0: Yes. Did you know well, Wild Wild West? Or were you familiar? No. All right. Well, you like you liked that movie because that movie had the good things about Wild Wild West in it presented to you in a. It's like somebody who's. It's like somebody. No. It's like somebody who's never had uh, chocolate out there. And Godiva chocolate exists, and they're out there, and they got like cheap store-bought cocoa with no sugar, and they tried it, and like this is an interesting flavor. That's what you got watching that movie. Going, yeah, I agree with that. I definitely
1: didn't feel like it was a great piece of cinema or anything. I'm not trying to say that, but I thought it was fun. The 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 biggest problem I had.
2: (laughs) Oh no, no, I don't disagree. The biggest problem I had with it was they missed the primary point of what Wild Wild West is supposed to be. It's a buddy show. And by having these two characters not like each other in that film, having this animosity between them, you missed the point because uh-huh. they because they're supposed that's what it's all about is these two best friends who do these things together and they can anticipate and they' they're, they're supposed to, as a team. they're supposed to they're supposed to
0: really like each other yes. but they don't they hate each other and they have to go on this mission where they hate each other and then by the end of the mission, then they like and care and respect for each other. and then he becomes captain of the enterprise and wait a second.
2: But um'm but I mean, but that's that was my biggest that? problem. It, it's I, no, you know, you know,
0: I I like the film more than you. I think the new one.
2: It's don't terrible. I, do I? No. Nothing no. about it no. I liked. Nothing. The new Star Trek? No, no, no. I thought we still talk about Wawa Wild, Wild West. No, no, I was, no. I, was draw, I was
0: drawing a parallel between. Oh, between between don't get me started. The two. What
1: you didn't like the new Star Trek?
2: Um, I had qualms, but it's not because I liked the original series. I had qualms with it that I don't think it was a good film in a lot of ways. It was a good action movie, but it wasn't a good film.
1: Really. In what way? That, that, I'm holes, really um holes.
2: Uh, some bad decisions. Story wise, they needed more nudity. They could have used really, more nudity. There was
1: there was half naked green chick. I mean, come on.
0: Not enough cowbell.
2: Not no, definitely needed more cowbell. More cowbell.
0: Everything needs more cowbell. cowbell. That's true.
2: I mean that's, that's just a
1: truism. So <laughs>
0: that's true. We we are the hippest kids in 1998.
2: <laughs> I, was. I I was even hipper because I wasn't a kid. I was old guy who was. Yep, never mind.
0: You can never grow old. I'm trying. You can, yeah. old. <laughs> you can. can you just stop aging? Can stop. You just I'm trying try right now. I'm trying. <gasps> he looks like Trelane a little bit, doesn't he? I see it. Can you do a Trelane laugh? No. Can you go, hello? Or, hello? I don't know what's
2: that know, supposed what's to it? be. I, I have don't no know. idea what you mean. What is a Trelane laugh?
0: Trelane, I don't know. He was I was like, hey, Mr.
2: Coco. Oh. I, I don't remember what he did. <laughs>
0: I, you just gave I'm you, sorry. I have Trelane on the brain. I'm
2: sorry, I can't remember.
0: Because we were talking about Trelane earlier tonight. That's true. Have we you were. read Q, Have you read Q squared? Mm, that no. was the one, the first Star Trek no- novel I ever read. It's very interesting. That that basically postulates that Trelane is Q's son. Um, okay. And it's uh, and it deals with like parallel universes and stuff, and how there uh, Jack Crusher is a main character in it from a parallel universe where he didn't die. And then it meets up with the universe that we know, and Jack Crusher realizes that he did die in the other universe, and it's it's basically Trelane's playing with reality, and it's got about the most emotional ending of a of a Star Trek book. Peter David wrote it, and it's just yes,
2: I've met Peter, very nice gentleman.
0: You have yes, I loved really?
2: his yeah. Uh, well, um, well, the gentleman who wrote Enemy Starfleet, Dave Gallanter, um, is a uh, he's, knows written about, um, he's written about everybody. I know. By it's the way, ridiculous. you can get him for a podcast um he lives I, in silver spring maryland well get him here uh Sweet. i will do that Ooh, but uh, he's written seven he's written seven novels for pocketbooks star trek novels for pocketbooks and um you're invited he goes sir. to conventions and so forth totally. he uh you know, a lot of the other writers go there and th- those writers a lot of them know each other very well so i've actually through him i've got to meet you know a lot of these star trek novelists which has really been cool because there's some pretty terrific guys so
0: what's the next con year what when you when you when can people meet you Meet me. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um. Gee, I, I There's it, it, a local convention in the D.C. area. I'm probably there in one way or form another. Too bad you're not going to be a
0: Balticon. Or,
2: no, I will not be a Balticon. I will be doing a photo session in Buffalo for another film that weekend. Sorry, uh, I'm a busy actor. He's an, an, an actor. I'm an actor. I act like a tour. I act like door act. Oh, I don't know what that means at all. Know Neither do I. I, I, know. I. I have no idea what you talking it, about. You know
0: what it means? It, it means that we're coming up on an hour and we're all a little punchy. Huh? <laughs> um Are we really? Yeah. That's no, sure. yeah, 1230
2: dude. Holy shit.
0: Yeah. It's late. It's late. Uh, this has been a pleasure and an honor. This and, has uh, been it's been so really amazing. fun. amazing. Oh ho- my God. And hopefully not the last time we ha- have you on here. No, it's, I'll come uh, on anytime. Um, this is fun. Excellent. Can we just call you sometimes in the middle of an episode?
2: Oh, yeah, totally.
0: Sure, say yes. Say yes. I'm not saying I'll answer, but you but can call. How late can we how late can we call your phone?
2: My to house late. phone? No, your cell Go phone. Your oh cell my phone. cell phone? How late uh, do you Anytime out? Out? you want. I sometimes unplug it and turn the buzzer off. So but, I will know you called.
0: But if I call at one thirty in the morning, it won't uh, wake I anywhere. won't answer. You won't? No. Okay. So he's not no. a laid out like you. No, I'm well, not laid out. I, I, mean, I have to work for a living. Saying. We would like to randomly call you. From we would love time to randomly call party. you, go, like
1: almost like Hi! drunk dialing. Are like, is hey. Is normally that
0: late when you do it? Yeah. yeah it's Look at the time. Really this if is early. Just,
2: well, if you just let me know you're doing it, I, I'll stay up that night.
0: Um, we may.
1: Ooh, ooh! I we'll like, say, like this hey, idea. We're gonna call him. We're gonna, segment, gonna, stalk him. A we're gonna we'll stalk do a segment. Yeah. We're gonna call him all the time. He's like, oh my god! T- it's time to call Paul. It's
2: time to call Paul. Like, I
1: think it's about time to call Paul. It's time to call Paul. It's time to call Paul.
2: time, 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 time to call Paul.
0: Hello. Oh bye. Can, can, you, can you please can you please take us out as Sulu? That'd be great.
2: What's that? You, that I'd like a, to take the end of this, this podcast for you now. <laughs> oh bye.
0: My. Oh my gosh. So for Trekov, for Trek Off, this is Paul and I'm Goodbye. <laughs> I'm Justin. And I'm Alexia. Trekov. Off.
1: Trikov! Trek Off,